Hello and welcome to Dragon Clock, where we'll be going through time all the way back to the 80s to look at drag and bringing it forward to modern day drag. Also, the impact the fellow star RuPaul has done to the community and how his hit show has gone mainstream media. Wanting to know about the hidden tale of Studio 54? Drag has been going on since before the age of time, normally used for comedy slash entertainment purposes. Within the episode, we will be looking at 80s drag in the location of Lower East Side, New York in the famous club Studio 54. As we all know, drag was sadly not accepted and was frowned upon by a large amount of society. However, this did not stop the art from carrying on and just made the community more stronger. Studio 54 was known for how accepting they were towards different ethnicities, the LGBT community and the drag community which a lot of other clubs didn't like but soon changed the rules towards the end of the 80s. Studio 54 had a lot of celebrities attend the clubs, for example Andy Warhol, Grace Jones. A lot of these celebrities were part of communities that weren't accepted, for example the LGBT community. A lot of iconic drag queens started their career in the club such as names as Lady Bunny, Linda Simpson and RuPaul. RuPaul started his career before the club, but excelled when meeting other drag queens. This is where RuPaul met his best friend, Lady Bunny, who are still good friends today and go on tours together. We will be taking a deeper look into RuPaul later on in the show. Photographer from the club called Clayton Pearson stated the Lower East Side was an exponential place where it was more about just being an artist than rich and famous. This gives me the impression that people's background didn't matter and everyone was equal with inside the club. As we know, Studio 54, as we know, Studio 54 was the first nightclub to let any ethnicity in, which was out of the ordinary for this period. This has been proven by Patterson, who also attended the club, as he goes on to say, security would be people from hardcore scene, which are supposedly very anti-gay, but all these stereotypes didn't apply there. It was like a free zone. This just shows how accepting they were towards a lot of people that weren't accepted. Despite other clubs basing who they let in on stereotypes soon changed, allowing the art of drag and the LGBT community in. This was a big step for the drag community as it it was breaking through society that people be able to express themselves. Even with drag breaking through, there was still a lot of people that disagreed and stood up against it. However, this has improved massively, as we all know today. When comparing modern day drag back to the 80s, it makes me appreciate how far the art has come and how society is more accepting. The art has changed to look more than just comedy. It looks into beauty and fashion, which is mostly covered on social media. Very popular for queens involved in makeup slash fashion to attend pageant shows solely for drag queens, which is where the queens collect a fan base. A lot of pageant queens started up 
on social media pages, which gives them the power of social media and a way to contact with fan bases. A lot of pageant queens started up their own social media pages, which gives them the power of social media to advertise next up and coming pageants or past pageants. This gives out a platform to communicate with fans and a place to post content such as makeup videos. Another change is in the 80s drag shows would be held in bars slash clubs. Whereas now queens are traveling all around the world on tours, giving their fans an up close experience with VIP on the side. Tours have become more popular due to the outreach of RuPaul's Drag Race, where the most talked about queens on the show get to travel all around the world. RuPaul's Drag Race first aired on the 2nd of February 2009. There was no specific target for the show. It was first looked at as a weeknight TV filler. To later find out, the show went flying, creating supportive fan bases all over the world, not just for RuPaul, but for other contestants. This was surprising to producers and team, as no one saw the potential for the show and saw it as just more of a laugh. However, RuPaul did see the potential to prove everyone wrong of how far it is 11 seasons strong. RuPaul's Drag Race is what brought drag back into mainstream media. By this, I mean it brought drag back in a refreshed way. With drag finally back in the spotlight, unfortunately some countries still do not accept drag, which can make it very dangerous walking out dressed in drag, and this needs to change. For example, in some countries, people for example, in some countries people are threatened to be dressed in drag and are seen as a target into some many people's eyes. And this is what needs to change. One one drag queen that has brought the whole community together is herself Mother Rue. Who is Mother Rue, you may ask? Well, RuPaul is one of the biggest known drag queens around the world. RuPaul has been doing drag for as long as time it feels, but still looks incredible. The first time RuPaul got into drag was at his parents' friend's wedding when he was 13. His parents supported Ru getting into drag and stood by him through his career. The first time RuPaul hosted our club, he started with a message at the start of each show saying, we are all equal. A simple message like this moved a lot of people, as in this time, we know nothing was very equal. RuPaul also done a lot of charity work supporting the LGBT and worked towards fighting for gay rights, such as gay marriage to be legal in more countries. He also uses a wide social media following to spread information about these issues. To show how successful RuPaul's Drag Race is, they have won 22 awards in counting and have had 53 nominations. This just shows how supportive the fan base is and how they are breaking boundaries with society. We will now be moving on to an interview with Elliot Wright to see his own opinion on the drag community. Elliot is a social media influencer that also does drag and is currently recording a show for BBC Three on the LGBT community. Here he is now. We are joined with Elliot Wright. Um, we're just going to ask you a few questions about 
your general drag and about the community and just your, your own opinion. Um, yeah. So starting up, what inspired your drag? Right, so I would probably say, um, like, whenever a drag queen walks down the street, they normally have, like, big makeup, mm. um, and, like, and boys look at them as, like, oh, my God, yeah, that's, like, a man, uh, mm. so I wanted boys to, like, look at me, like, oh, my God, like, look how shit that girl is. Yeah. I'd be like, oh my god, that looks like she's so, like, she's so fit and not realise it's a boy. And I yeah. wanted that proper confused boys and, and like, all these masculine men to be sort of fooled in a way. Like, you, you think that like, you're amazing, you think mm. that you know everything about a girl, but still, you know, the boy has all of this makeup type thing. Uh, what's your favourite part of drag? What do you like about doing drag? Um, probably just the audience and the way it, it brings communities and it brings people and people who wouldn't normally socialise together. Mm. Yeah. Because you all think of it, you're, you're all like, wow, oh my God, like, this is amazing. And you all think the same thing. I think it just brings everybody together. Yeah. What brought you to do drag? Like, what brought you into it? Um, probably, I don't know, what brought me? I would say, um, I feel like it's sort of a way it's an art, it's like a piece of art, like the way yeah. to, yeah, I think just be, yeah, I think just art and just experimenting and having the ability to change yourself into a completely different gender mm. and have two, it's like the only excuse you can say to having two personalities. Yeah. So you can be a different person, like, let's face it, all, all of us would love to be two different people. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. The way to express yourself. Yeah, definitely. It's just, yeah, it's just like, like, I wake up in the morning, Elliot, normal, basic, and I'm not basic, I'm extra. <laughs> but then in the evening, I'll be the sassiest, sisterish, bad feet you can find on the street cutting. Who are your drag icons? Like, who do you look up to in drag? Um, obviously, RuPaul, he's iconic. Very but, um, iconic. I would say I love Naomi Smalls. Yes, Naomi. Because she's like a really fishy. Queen and mm. like she, she, I don't know. I love her figure. I love her physique. Mm. I love the way she is. I love the way that she makes people think like, oh my god, wow, like that's a man. What? Um, and who else do I love? Um, Shangela and Elizabeth Edwards. Yes. I love Elizabeth Edwards. Extraness, honey, come on, work it. And Shangela, I don't know. She just knows how to work the stage. Yeah, yeah. she does. So you talked about a bit of RuPaul. So what do you think about like his impact on the community? Would you say? I think he's just made history. That like yeah. he's he changed the world for gay people. Like he's made yeah. That's all. He's just iconic. He's just he's changed the way people think. And as soon as you say you're gay, oh my god, yeah. Do you like right drag race? Do you like RuPaul? That like, everybody. He's probably played Kim Kardashian, let's face it. Even my yeah. nanny, like, eight-year-old, eight-year-old nanny living in, like, a, what's it called, the old people home. She even has a room calling. Like, he's iconic. Very iconic. So what is, what would you say your opinion is on the drag community at the moment? Um, I feel like it's very, very hard to get into. Obviously I'm 17, so all of the bars. This is the thing, drag in America is a lot more different to drag over here. Yeah. So everyone feels like when you're watching RuPaul, oh my god, yeah, like, let's go do the drag, like, I'm trying to work it out type thing. Like, the drag in America and the drag in England is completely different. And you say, yeah, because the drag... Everyone feels that in England that the drag just like the American drag and it's just thinking and it's as competitive as America that it's so much more harder over here to make it mm. because 
there's not enough room, there's not enough bars, there's not enough yeah. um, spaces to make it, type thing. Um, and a lot of the drugs over here are staying live, and honey, I cannot sing live, so I'm living with my American sisters, <laughs> I'm doing the American drag. But I'm doing my lip sync, I'm sticking to that. But, um, I feel like it is accepted, but it's super bitchy. Like, obviously, we've always seen how bitchy they are. But over here, it's like, oh my god, like, look how fat he is. Oh my god, like, look at him. Like, it's very jealous. There's not enough people. There's too many people and not enough, like, events and not enough mm. bars to perform in. Um, and I just feel like a lot of them just try and live up to the drag stereotype of being a bitch, being all sassy and stuff, and aren't really themselves. Question. Um... <laughs> How do you feel the community has evolved? Because like, obviously it's come a far way. So how do you think it's evolved? What have you noticed? Um, what I've done is, well, my family, so like, they are bars and stuff and I've been some stuff. So the drag in Ibiza is so, so extreme. Mm. And it used to be so extreme in London as well. Like, they would have their boobs out. They would have all their, like, it was extreme, like, and they were, and they were probably looked down on as, like, sort of, like, easy people to get with, like, um, have like STIs, AIDS and stuff and really like negatively portrayed um, mm. and now I think it's just evolved like to be in like everybody can watch it passing, everybody can mm. go a, 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 a straight boy can go to a watch drag queen, a, a lesbian person, like everyone can go and watch it and it's not just stuck to just gay people watching it, it's just entertainment at the end of the day, it's a TV show, it's so that's all the questions I have okay. for the moment. Uh, thank you for calling in and just asking a few of our questions that we have. No worries, gorgeous. So thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye bye. That's all we got time for on Drag O'Clock. See you next week.